I kind of laughed. I'm like, and you would. You, you know me. You spill coffee all over yourself, even if yes. you have half of it filled with yes. coffee and half of it air. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just there how is, I am. Hey everyone, welcome to A Grade, the podcast where a college professor and a middle school teacher taste, review, and grade America's best coffee roasters, craft breweries, and more. We have new episodes every Monday at 7 a.m. My name is Joe, and I am joined, as always, of course, by. Hi, everybody. I'm Jackie. And thank you all for joining us this week. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Check out our Patreon account at patreon.com slash agradepodcast for bonus content, including behind-the-scenes pictures, photos, scorecards of all the places we review and grade. Uh, Lots of good goodies there. So again, patreon.com slash agradepodcast for more of that. There should be a link in the episode description, too. Um... How do we start this one, though? (laughs) (laughs) This should be a very interesting episode, and it's a little different than any episodes that we've done before. And why is that? Because we had quite an adventure driving very far to have a sort of failed attempt, but it took us on a different adventure, and it is a pretty interesting story. Yeah, so let's just get into it, I guess. Let's get into it. So let me just start by saying... Yes. We are planning, and hopefully uh, everything is planned, right, to do our Philadelphia trip in a couple of weeks. So we should have some out-of-town episodes coming fairly soon. I think this is, maybe we have another episode or two at home in our local-ish area before then. But uh, as such, we thought, hey, let's try to knock out some places nearby, relatively speaking, that have been on our radar for quite some time. And in doing that research, looking for coffee roasters, craft breweries that are maybe within an hour or so away, I noticed that there was, I think I found this one, right? Uh, Just looking, uh, trolling around on Google Maps, seeing what's out there. There was this place called Left Hand Coffee Roaster uh, in Montauk, 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 New York, which is about, depending on traffic, anywhere from about an hour and a half to two hours away from us. It's not a short trip, right? Now, I was extremely excited when you sent me this coffee roaster because the pictures looked incredible. They had some really unique photos on Google Maps that made me really excited. And I said, okay, let's skip our other plans to go somewhere a little closer and let's head out to Montauk. It's going to be a beautiful day. Um, us on Long Island, we call Montauk the end of the world. And it's kind of this hidden little treat in the winter because it's very crowded in the summer. So we have a nice day. We decided we were going to get in the car early. We get up 5.30 a.m. 5.30 a.m. The alarm goes off on a Saturday morning, 5.30 a.m. So we can get there for the opening at 7. Yeah. And I will say we figured this would be a great place to go because... Obviously, as you mentioned, it's winter. It's not going to be as crowded. The traffic won't be quite as bad. There were still some people going out there. I don't know doing what. Maybe trying to go to this coffee roaster. Who the heck knows? But I was very excited for those reasons. Yeah, let's knock this out while it's not too crazy of a season yet. Obviously, it's February. So um, we were kind of excited by that. And lo and behold, we pulled up. And what did we see in the window? Well, first we pull up and it's suspiciously dark (laughs) (laughs) in the building. Yeah. And there are suspiciously no cars out front, no cars around. I hear 
the raw of the waves <laughs> because you are very close to the ocean. Tumbleweeds. Yeah, it was a, a, a bit quiet at 7 a.m. in Montauk in February. Go figure. And after about a two-hour drive, we find that left-hand coffee roasters are closed for the winter. For, for the season, yeah. And they do not open again until April. And we're recording this again in February. Now, my beef, and it's the same as your beef, right? Yes, is- we have a lot of beef. <laughs> Coffee-flavored beef. Beef-flavored coffee is never a good thing. <laughs> Look, I understand places close down for the season. I used to work in the Hamptons. Like, I know how that works. Right. It doesn't make financial sense maybe to be open a lot of places it in the winter. Yeah. And it was very quiet in Montauk. Yeah, I understand. However, having said that, there are places that do stay open year-round. And when we went to the website, it did initially say the first I guess place where you look at the hours listed. The right hours on the top, uh, the first thing listed. you see when you open the webpage, yeah. it says the hours. That There's a reason closed. why we went there at, for seven a.m. when it they says, opened. Yeah, it says that they're closed on Tuesday and they're open at seven a.m. on Saturdays. We looked it up. It says it on Google Maps and it says it on their actual website. Well, in any event, you found upon further. Uh, so, research that it actually said that they were closed if you went to another section of the website, right? Yeah, which in my mind was a little bit frustrating because right on top of their website, it says they're ours. But then I had to scroll all the way down past where you purchase the bags of beans, past the about me section, all the way down to the very, very bottom of the website. There's a menu of different things you can click. And one of them says cafe hours. So at the bottom of the website, I click cafe hours, which seemed unnecessary because the hours were on the main page. Right. And there on the sub page, it said that they were closed until April 2022. And I feel like if you are a business, you should probably have that on your main page and on Google Maps, not just on a separate link down at the bottom of your website that is not that easy to find. Yeah. So that, again... Full disclosure, I fully understand the reasons why they need to be closed for an off-season time of year. Having said that, again, I can't tell you how many places uh, I've been to where if you go to their websites, the first thing that they say is that we are closed for the season. We're reopening for the spring, whenever, whatever date or time, or we'll let you know. There's some sort of initial notification right away so that people aren't confused and they don't drive two hours to review your roaster and (laughs) they can't possibly do it. So that's my beef with them. So I'm going to give them a very unofficial F for uh, frustrated. And F for (laughs) maybe further investigation. I really am disappointed because it it, looked really cool. It looked really cool. It's a place that I really want to go. And realistically, we don't go out to Montauk in the summer because of the crowds. So I don't know. Or not often or regularly. Yeah. Right. So and it's very expensive out in the summer. So I'm not entirely sure when we'll get back to this coffee roaster, which is a shame. And, you know. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you, as they would say in New York and Montauk, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? We just you have, heard it here. That's yeah. it. <laughs> we, we just had to actually turn around on the road and lo and behold, there was a Hampton Coffee Company location, which is also on our list because if you go to their website, they even say, I believe on their website that they are a roaster. And that's always been my understanding of Hampton. I think it's Hampton Coffee Company is the name, right? Of, of that roaster. Um, 
they have several locations. I, I feel like they have a dozen locations. I know that's not true, but it feels that way because they're all scattered throughout the Hampton seemingly. I mean, there's probably at least four or five, right? Yeah, and there's one that I have gone to frequently in the Riverhead area. So yeah, and I have never been to the Montauk location. Well, so that's what we started talking about where we said, oh my God, we've come all this way. There's no roasters around. What do we do? <laughs> ah, this is going to be Quick. the whole episode. Like Revi- it would end here. <laughs> yeah. Review the waves, like uh, grade the waves. Uh, I don't know what to do. The waves were a grade. The waves were pretty, looked pretty yeah. uh, sweet. I wouldn't swim in them this time of year. I don't know if I would swim in those waves any time of year, but certainly not now. Anyways. So Hampton Coffee has been on our list because technically it is a local roaster. The reason why I say it's been on our list and it's technically a roaster, I'm kind of dancing around it, is because I, for years, went to Hampton Coffee. I, as I mentioned, used to work in West Hampton Beach uh, when I was in grad school, actually. And there was a Hampton Coffee company uh, building there. And I can't tell you how many times I went there. And my experience was always that it was kind of just a local coffee shop. I don't think they did their roasting out of there. I know we have been to some others. There's one in Riverhead. There's another one, I think, in Southampton that we've been to. So we've been to a few different ones, but I don't think either of us had been to the Montauk one. So we said, hey, we wanted to review this place anyways. Let's go to the one right here that we haven't been to and make it the one that we review because we have done this before. This isn't unprecedented. Uh, Dave's Coffee, I think, was one that we went to one of their multiple locations there was another one, Shearwater Coffee Roasters. We reviewed their secondary location, I believe. Even so, North Fork. Yeah, North Fork Coffee Roaster has multiple. So it is a thing, especially as coffee roasters expand. Southdown. Uh, right, it has I, many. I, I think we went to the Southdown where they do the actual roasting. but Which is what we tried to do. Often when we go to a coffee roaster that has multiple locations, we are specific about which ones we choose. Yeah, exactly. So... Figured, hey, what the heck? Let's uh, let's get this one out of the way. <laughs> so Hampton Coffee Company was our choice, and I'm gonna make you start with atmosphere and ambiance because we parked kind of right outside and just uh, said, yeah, let's let's go for it. So what were your initial impressions for Hampton Coffee Company of Montauk, <laughs> New York? So the town of Montauk is extremely quaint and beautiful. You have the ocean on both sides of you. It's a very unique situation where you actually get out of the car and you can smell the ocean. You can hear the ocean. It's just such a unique place that is nicknamed the end of the world. And it feels like that. I've never heard it called the end of the world. Who told you this? Walnut. No, I've never heard it called the end of end of. I've heard it called the end of the island. Wait, Walnut? You, I'm no, a I've, real Walnut. You've never... No. Who, who's calling it the end of the world? If you want to know why I'm saying Walnut, you can become a Patreon and... There's a whole explanation. The <laughs> There's a whole backstory. It's her calling out my BS, but this is not BS. I've, I, I mean, maybe yeah, have I have Have you ever it. seen the bumper stickers on cars It says the end of the world? Montauk, end of the world. That's a weird thing to say. Even when I tagged... What is it? A forebearer of the apocalypse? That doesn't make any sense. Even when I tagged it... When I tagged Montauk on Instagram, one of the options that you can pick is Montauk, New York, but you can also pick Montauk, end of the world. But it's not the end of the world. It's, it's not even the end of their, Long Island, is it? It, it is. It's the end oh, yeah, of Long Island, so. and it might even be the furthest east point in the United States that's, or close to it. That's 100% not true. Look it up. See what is. Walnut. That's not. It's not even close. What are you talking about? 
I look at a map and it looks pretty far east. Look, at the, look at the map behind it's you. It's the furthest. <laughs> no, I'm not buying it. Well, this has nothing to do with Hampton Coffee okay, Company. But it's Montauk <laughs> itself, <laughs> whether it's it's very far east and it does have that feel where you're you feel like you're away. You feel yeah, like you're no, in this I, beach, I understand what you're saying. Secluded. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> For pure studio <laughs> entertainment purposes. <laughs> yeah, like we said, this is not gonna be a normal episode. Um I'm having fun. Yeah, me too. It's maybe more fun than usual. <laughs> Anyways, well. first impressions. So first impressions, the outside of the building is really beautiful. When you walk up, it's on a really nice street and there's a fence that borders the back of the building and the fence is painted with some really beautiful graffiti that says Montauk Roasting. It said a bunch of different coffee things. The whole white fence was in neon colors graffiti painted, which was really cool. That might have been my favorite feature of the coffee roaster was that really cool kind of graffiti-esque painted and it was very colorful. The whole thing was painted. I thought that was a really great initial impression. Me too. But from there on, that was probably the last thing that I liked about atmosphere and ambiance. <laughs> hey, that's fair. Um, I start with the positive, but I I will tell you, although they are a coffee roaster, this does not feel like a coffee roaster when you go in. In my mind, it felt more like a Dunkin' Donuts. You walk in, you go around the chain that says, enter here, exit here. You go around that and you walk up to the counter, you order it almost even looked like a Dunkin' Donuts. Like, could this have potentially been a Dunkin' Donuts that was converted? I wouldn't be surprised. It, it had yeah. that feel where... I could see that. Yeah. yeah. And Maybe. there are no tables to sit at. There was a bar that was actually kind of cool that overlooked the window in the street that yeah, we was, could sit it, at. It was along the window with just some kind of bar stool chair type things. Yes. Maybe four or five of and them. And we were lucky because people were sitting there and as we came in... As we came in, they left, so we were able to get a seat, but that is probably very rare that you're even able to get a seat because there's not many chairs. And the chair that I sat on was also broken, so I was rocking around and felt like I was going to fall. Yeah, that was it was pretty entertaining. I, I should have taken videos of that for Patreon. Yes. <laughs> nevertheless. I, I could rant for a while about this. I, I'm going to let you go a little bit. Tell me your impressions before I get even more specific. Yeah, I think it's really telling, as we always say, pretty much every episode, that we never coordinate our reviews or our grades beforehand. In fact, we try, as you would in coffee tasting or beer tasting, not to give too much away with even our reactions, right? Because you don't want to influence or sway the other person's perception and uh, assessment of what's going on. And having said all of that, I kind of agree with everything that you've said so far. I didn't think of it through the Dunkin' Donut lens, but it kind of does feel that way uh, pretty distinctly now that you mention it. Now that it's in my mind, I, having had time to reflect upon my own thoughts of how I perceive it, that's a really good way to describe it maybe. And I mean, other than that, I thought there was, interestingly enough, I thought sort of a really interesting attention to I don't know if cleanliness is the right word because I don't know if that's actually what it was, but there was, it, it was almost fancy in its own way, but not fancy. It was kind of like, it looked as if a lot of money had been put into it, if that makes sense. But 
not in a way that made it unique, if that also makes sense. Yeah. Do you kind of understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, because I do. Because they, they had the, the nice lights above uh, that were hanging from the ceiling. They had... A lot of it looked new, the the sort of uh, display that they had. I think they had some... I don't know if it was merch so much as they had coffee gear and stuff for yeah, sale, which you would see at a coffee roaster. Silly phrases on it. I think yeah. there was a coffee mug that said, but first coffee, that yeah. phrase that is yeah. overused and very but, silly in my but opinion. But yeah, it, again, it, I've been to coffee roasters where, yeah, you have old wood tables and... Again, you have stuff with character. Perfect example was that there wasn't much in the way of adornments, but there were several pictures along the wall when you're walking towards the bathroom. And I always say I love adornments. I love pictures. I love images. I love aspects that add to the story of a place. Oh, show us a picture of your history or or explaining your background or whatever the case was. Interestingly enough, they had really beautiful pictures, some of I think they were pre-roasted coffee beans. They were coffee beans still as the fruit cherries or whatever, and some people farming them or whatever, but no explanation as to what those are. They basically looked like really nice B-roll stock photos or something. And I think that's what I'm sort of trying to say. That looked really cool, but it had nothing to do with them as a roaster or them having an actual identity or individual kind of personality which is what we always say we want in a roaster. So even though that looked like they spent money on it, it didn't really have any sort of personal connection to me. It didn't make me feel connected to them as an identifiable coffee roaster in any ways. I think that's what I was trying to say earlier, if that makes sense too. I think you is hit the nail on the head. Is that the expression? Hit, hit the bean on the head. <laughs> I think you hit the bean on the head. Yeah. Because I couldn't quite identify why I was in there and I felt like it was... Dunkin' Donuts more than even any kind of I- other ca- identity. I think we've come and, to a compromise. It's or a, yeah. a consensus. It sort of felt like a really fancy Dunkin' Donuts. Right. That makes sense to me hearing. And it. And we've been to so many businesses, and part of the reason we do this podcast is because we're finding these places where the passion and the identity. I love that you use that word. Shine through in every aspect of the business, where you see the owner's intentions, where you see the love that they have for the product and the production and the business. And I did not get any of that there. And because of that, you get an experience where you're a little bit uncomfortable. I think we stayed maybe 10 minutes and I was like, I'm done here. I I think I'm good. There was no reason. to. I was a little bit uncomfortable. I mean, there was even a sign where we were sitting that said, we cannot guarantee that these tables are clean or something to that effect. Yeah. It, It was a very in and out experience and you don't really have that cozy feel that I love in a coffee shop. And that is a detriment, in my opinion, to atmosphere and ambiance. Now, having said all of that, bathroom corner this week. So if you're joining us for the first time, our weekly Da-da-da. segment for basically talking about the bathroom, because we love a clean bathroom and we love an interesting bathroom sometime. Now, what I'll say about the bathroom, um, what will I say about the bathroom? I don't even remember. I was just going to say, I all I remember about the bathroom was that it was it was pretty clean. I thought it was clean. There was no nothing else stands out to me. In oh, terms there was of, a subway map. Yeah, I've seen that the subway map. It's kind of an artistic map of just if the area were a subway grid or something like that. That was actually pretty cool. But I distinctly remember there being nothing else. And again, I always say bathrooms are a great opportunity. We've seen this at places where they do have pictures of their history or their story or just cool coffee stuff 
I didn't get any of that. So, I mean, even thinking about the bathroom, it was very sort of sterile. Maybe that's the way to put it. Is it sterile or sterile? I don't know. Either pronunciation both. works. <laughs> <laughs> it was both. <laughs> so, I mean, those are my thoughts for atmosphere and ambiance. I think, again, thinking about everything coming together, those are sort of the descriptions that stand out to me, everything that we've said. And if I think of a letter grade, I'm also, I, I don't want to talk too much about it yet, but I think it does bleed into everything else, which is the service aspect that we'll yeah. talk about next for yeah. our second grading rubric category. But I think that definitely impacted my atmosphere and ambiance sort of assessment as well. Um, so I think I know my grade. Do you have any other thoughts, though, for atmosphere and ambiance? No. Okay. What do you got? I pretty confidently am going to give it a D. And the only reason I'm not going a D minus is because Montauk is a really cool town. <laughs> and the graffiti outside was kind of cool. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm kind of torn between two grades. Uh, you, you're saying D, which I, D, I, and that's I understand. The closest I've ever been to a D minus. <laughs> well, it's interesting because from your perspective, do you say D because it does sort of feel so impersonal because i think that's really interesting because it's not as if i mean i could we've been to places before where I, I mean i've been to lots of places where it's actually dirty or grimy or moldy or all of these other issues and it definitely wasn't any of those no so i'm gonna go c minus for atmosphere and ambiance i okay. don't i don't think it was quite satisfactory for my expectation of a coffee roaster but it was very clean i thought I think that's not enough when it comes to a coffee roaster. No, I don't in, think it is in my, either. I'm not. I agree. I see why you said C minus. But in my opinion, coffee roasters are doing something unique. And this was not. And there was no vibe. There there was no atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> it was an in and out experience. Well. Right. So that's. Yes, it was clean. So that should go on the record. And maybe my grading is a little bit harsh. No, I'm not but saying going, that. You know, comparing to some other places that we've been, I felt for me, atmosphere and ambiance is really important. Yeah. And this was D. Yeah. I, I, I think, again, uh, from my perspective, I'm sort of thinking of, of it where I am also thinking of aspects to atmosphere and ambiance I've seen issues with in other ways at other places. So I could see a lot more being wrong. That's that's sort of my point. But I the fact that I don't dispute your grade at all is telling in its own way <laughs> and it's good as a listener to maybe hear both perspectives yeah. right you get both perspectives yeah. well anyways in any event that leads us of course to service which i don't know if i have a ton to say about service honestly yeah get right into it um the service was it was just the whole experience was highly impersonal it wasn't as if it was i mean there's really not much to say with it it was just sort of very non-engaging there wasn't really any interaction i mean one thing to keep in mind when we talk about going to and grading a coffee roaster, go back and listen to any of our episodes. This is a very distinct difference from going into a place and grading it and thinking about it as just a coffee shop or as just a takeout coffee shop. What we're looking for as our expectation of a coffee roaster is very specific to these vibes that you're saying about meeting the people, seeing their passion, whether they're the owners or the, or the roasters or the baristas themselves. We've seen this time and time again at all sorts of different coffee roasters and craft breweries. And I didn't get any of that here. I mean, it was... We talk about the difference between an employee and a barista. An employee yeah. versus someone who is a coffee enthusiast and is excited. Yeah. I mean, it was 
it, it, they did the job. So I don't know how that factors in with my overall assessment for service because it's not as if they didn't do what I ordered them to do. So that must count for something, right? Because we've been to places before where they just don't give us our coffee and they disappear. So that to me is an F. So I, I don't know if I'm going to go that far, but I think it was uh, really not bringing anything to the table in terms of, again, what, what I would hope for for all of these reasons that we've said. Did you get the feeling like the person who took our order was not at all interested in having any discussion with us, seemed not engaged at all in working there, and that this was just a job that they were getting through. That was the vibe that I got. Yeah. And I don't want, I struggle talking, you know, I struggle with this because you don't want, someone could be having a bad day. Someone could be just not in the mood to be at work. I have days like that. We all have days like that. And you don't want to penalize an individual employee who's doing their job and working and you don't know the working conditions, you don't know whatever, what's going on that day. So I don't want to punish that person. But this was a very impersonal experience where I almost felt like me walking in that door was a burden. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's exactly how it felt. There was not a conversation to be had. It was, what do you want? I was like, do you have maple syrup? No. Yeah. Do you have anything else? I don't know. Let me look like, let me look. And like they opened the door and kind of looked at the different stuff. So to the point where I felt like I could not wait to get out of there because I did not feel like I was welcome there. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm being too harsh, but no, I mean, the the experience is what it is. And I, I see what you're saying too. That that's why I service is the category that I sometimes obviously for reasons that you're saying like grading the least for those reasons or you love it if you get that well awesome that's the experience, thing right? if, if it's the on the other end where it knocks you uh, blows you away then it's my favorite category to grade but yeah everything that you're saying is exactly how i felt too and ironically it was so bad that before we left or no while they were making the the drinks it was across on the other side of the store and I said, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. And you kind of looked at me and said, what? What? And I, I said, I'm just going to go and try to have a conversation. I'm doing it. I'm diving in. And I got... You're very easy to talk to. Yeah. Joe is a great <laughs> conversationalist. It's... Yeah. So I yes. got up to go over and I see on their stupid dividing line or whatever, <laughs> it's, there was a sign that said, stop, wait here for, yes. the, for your coffee. There like, were signs do like, not, don't talk to us. <laughs> do not proceed. Do not pass go. Do not collect 200 beans, coffee beans. Uh, so I just turned around and said, I couldn't do it. I tried. I, I, could, I couldn't get there. So <laughs> yeah, you're like, never mind. So I, 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 I hate this, but I, I think I know my service grade. Uh, man, I hate this too. Uh, Can you go first? Yeah, sure. I'm going to go D minus for the reasons I said, because I feel as if, again, we were talking about this in the car. I didn't say why we were talking about it, but I brought up the fact that I feel like we say this all the time that an A grade needs to mean something. There's a reason why we don't just go places throwing out A's everywhere because an A has to be very special. And there's a lot of ways to sort of get even near that and still be doing outstanding work, right? Just because you don't get an A doesn't mean that you're not doing a fantastic job. We've had businesses where we give all sorts of letter grades to and they they love what we say and we they love what we share and they love what we encourage people to go to them um, to visit them for. But we were saying that 
as well, I think an F really needs to mean something too. I don't want to go around, obviously, for all the reasons we've said as well, just handing out Fs. So for all of those reasons, I think D minus sort of makes sense to me because, again, I have had those really worse experiences, like I was saying earlier, where they just don't make my coffee and just leave, just disappear. And to me, that's the type of F experience where something really slaps you in the face almost. That's what I would say. So I'm not willing to go that far. But again, it just, with everything that we expect, it wasn't as per a coffee roaster. If I were to look at that and say, okay, compared to a Dunkin' Donuts, it's average, maybe, right? But I've had better... I have had above and beyond better experiences at Dunkin' and Starbucks. Oh, really? <laughs> I haven't been to Dunkin'. I Donuts haven't been in to so Dunkin' long. in years, but I will tell you, like we've talked about this as well. You go into Starbucks and they are happy to see you. Yeah. Well, I, the, I mean, if I yeah. use Starbucks as my bar, if you cannot hit the Starbucks level, you know, that's I, I don't fair. Know. That's it, reasonable. It, it's and Starbucks is this big mega conglomerate company, right? Yeah, that's and, fair. And you say hi to me when I walk in the door at Starbucks. Yeah. I don't know. You convinced me not to give an F like I was going to. <laughs> oh God. Because F should mean something. Yeah, I, I wanted think so. to give an F because I felt so unwelcome. I felt like well, we should leave. Well, that's fair. If that's how you feel, that's what you should that's what you should grade it based on. It's you were saying too, I think, as well that oh, I should have gotten something else because uh, oh, wait, I shouldn't say. You could say it, yeah. You said I should. I'm not going to say what it was that you got, but you said I should have gotten something else because this was not very good. And I reminded you, no, that's not, you can't have that double standard, right? That's not fair that we expect another place to be able to do something that we think all places should be able to do if they're pitching themselves as a coffee roaster and then say, well, they can't do that. So I should have just gotten something else instead. It's like, well, no, that's what they should be doing. And in, in our, again, our estimation, but it is based on our experiences. So I think the only reason I'm not going to go F and I'm going to go D minus is because it was efficient and quick. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think the, that's, fair. that's why I'm going to go D minus yeah. because we did not wait. It wasn't like the order was messed up. It wasn't like yeah. there was, I don't know, we were talking about a bug in, in the thing or yeah. it like, I'm going to go I mean, I've had D minus. I've had experiences where people kind of get back and forth with me. I think I, so perfect example as well. Uh, again, I think this is important, right? Uh, I was in Seattle once and I went to, a, I don't think it was a coffee roaster, but it was a coffee shop. And I, I, I thought I very politely asked um, when she asked if I wanted milk, I said, no, uh, no milk, please. But if you could just leave a little bit of space for me, that would be great. And she kind of looked confused and she said, oh, so you want milk? And I said, no, 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 I just want a, a little bit of space. I don't want it full all the way. And she said, I, I, I don't understand. She she wasn't getting it for some reason. I said, I finally explained. I said, well, because I'll spill it all over myself if I'm being honest. And I kind of laughed. I'm like, I, and you would. You, you spill, know me. You spill coffee all over yourself, even if yes. you have half of it filled with yes. coffee and half of it air. Yeah, it's just, it's just <laughs> how is, I am. It, it, so, it is so funny because it is so part of your who you are. There is always coffee stain on your shirt. I yeah. just love so, it. So she reacted very aggressively to that. And she started, she said something along the lines of, well, I wouldn't fill it so much that you spill it on yourself. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not saying that you would do that. I'm saying I will. I will. She do got that. very offensive. She, she got very offended and then she got very aggressive and she kept arguing with me. Yeah. And eventually I was like look, I'm sorry to bother you. Like, I don't want to do this. So I'm going to leave now. And I just walked out. 
And that was it. And to me, that's an F grade service experience because I'm like, you're not. I don't know what you're is right. going on here, mm-hmm. but this is not comfortable for me, and it's it just seems bizarrely insane to me. And, and I don't know, you know what, what else you were- that was about, but that was to me the type of thing that slaps me in the face as a terrible experience that needs to be the type of marker for an F grade. Right. And I think this is interesting because we have not really encountered a lot of businesses where we're kind of figuring out the difference between D and F. And it also gives me an example. We were having a conversation with a good friend yesterday of an experience they had at a place where I can imagine it being blatantly an F because of something that someone had said that was working behind a bar that was you know, above and beyond offensive where you want to leave because you can't believe they're bringing this up when you're just sitting and having a service experience. Right. So I think that reserves an F where this reserves a D range. Yeah. And I think that that'll make sense. Kind of just talking it out. Ironically, like I was saying earlier, I have, I I worked in the Hamptons technically for a couple of years in grad school. So I understand how there may be situations and cases where people are kind of not happy working there because, yeah, I mean, probably people around the country have heard of the Hamptons and you probably associate it with rich, bougie people, of which there are. That is true. Um, so I, I could see maybe being frustrated working out there sometimes. It, right. It sort of might make sense. There's a lot of entitlement with a lot of these very wealthy people sometimes. So maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Maybe. But again, mm-hmm. just our own experience, right? Right. On this particular day that we went to this particular yeah. place. Fair enough. So that leads us to the coffee itself. Coffee. I guess I'll get started on this one. Yes. So yeah, again, I don't want to spend too much time on stuff that I don't really like. And I didn't really like this, honestly. I ordered, uh, so I always go back and listen to any episode. I always look for that fancy pour over coffee because it, to me, and again, I think this is true with many people who like coffee roasters, but it features the best elements and aspects of freshly roasted beans when you do an open brew pour over method. And we've seen this at coffee roasters, go to Southdown, go to Fundati Coffee. They have a pour over bar. Roasters are aware of how much of a difference that makes in brewing a fresh cup of coffee, and they're willing to take the time and effort to do that. This did not have it. So, and I've been to some really good coffee roasters as well that they don't offer pour over for whatever reason. But then in that case, my next step is to go for an Americano because that still takes a fair degree of attention to detail, I feel like. And it's not easy to do. It's not as easy as people think. An Americano is essentially espresso and hot water. But that is, like I said, not always done well. And I didn't think this was a very good Americano. On my Americano grading scale, I would say it was like a D Americano. Like a I D, agree. A when D I grade Americano. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't bad, but it was just not very well balanced. It kind of just tasted like either older or over roasted espresso with just kind of hot water dabbed on top or whatever. And it just really didn't stand out to me. I mean... I've had some really great Americanos all across the country. And this was At just places that aren't there. even coffee roasters, but have the yeah. espresso equipment, right? Yeah. And, and have people who ha- have a lot of experience with making Americanos. So yeah, from my perspective, that's sort of what stood out to me about my drink, but I'm very curious what you thought about your latte. <laughs> very curious. <laughs> so in the same way that you always go for the pour over, I go for the same latte. And my baseline is that I love a latte that I can put in natural sweeteners like maple syrup or lavender or honey 
something more natural. They did not have any of that as an option for me. They only have artificial sweeteners, which are the pump sweeteners, which I generally do not like those artificial flavors. And this is not, I'm learning, this is not just me being picky or me not wanting that fake sweetness. A lot of places offer maple syrup. You can go to Starbucks and get local maple syrup for, uh, you know, two more dollars. So this is not me asking, I think, for a lot. If Starbucks can do it and they have millions of locations, I think a roaster can have some nice local options for you. Even if it's not local, you can get maple syrup from the store, from Stop and Shop. Well, again, that's something that we've seen is a really cool feature of coffee roasters where they have local honey, local lavender, um, just different stuff like that sourced from their communities or from really great places, uh, people who are doing really good quality stuff with those types of ingredients too, right? And that's not what we really got here, I think, with the latte. Right. So between the Americano and having no options for pour over, I didn't have very many options. You're already at a disadvantage, right? And then when I had my latte, I got almond sweetener in it, the, the syrup. And it didn't really even taste like anything. I didn't know that it was and, supposed to be an almond latte. And no, until you I don't told have me. COVID, but it didn't taste like no, anything. I, I didn't know that it was an almond latte until you told me. I had no idea. Yeah, it tasted like hot water and almond. Well, I think it was. I think it was. Uh, the milk was maybe oversteamed because yeah. the latte was way too hot. Because I took a sip of yours maybe five minutes after it came out, and it was still tongue burning temperature. It was. Yeah. I think it was definitely over steamed for that reason. And it just, to me, sort of led to a kind of a taste imbalance. Um, yes. In many different ways. Every sip yeah. was off in one way or another. Yeah. It was very inconsistent. Every sip. I, I didn't think of that till just now. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Every sip was off in some way. And we talk about these lattes that I have where you can taste every actual part of it. You can taste the sweetener, the maple syrup, honey, whatever. You can taste the espresso and you can taste the oat milk. And in this one, I really got inconsistent flavors each time. The almond sweetener was very overpowering. The milk was a little burnt and overpowering. I barely tasted the coffee. So I didn't have a great experience with my latte as well. I think I know my grade for coffee. Um, Should I go? Yes. (laughs) So I'm going to go, and for the reason that, like I said, I've gone to other Hampton Coffees. I used to go all the time when I worked out in the Hamptons to Hampton Coffee. So, uh, yeah, I've, I know that they you can get good coffee at some of these locations. But ultimately, like we say, we have to base it on our experience when we go. That's a good point. I should say that as well. I have gone to Hampton Coffee before different locations and have had much better lattes. Yeah, fair enough. One of the locations I go to often even has honey there and I can get honey lattes that are decent. And I I mean, they're not spectacular, but I have had better lattes at Hampton Coffee than I had today. Yeah. So I'm going to go D minus for that reason, because again, I know that there are a lot of locations and again, I've gone to those and I've had that experience, but yeah, just nothing really stood out to me about the the coffee, at least at at this location. And I 
I've had much better at, at other roasters and even other locations of theirs. So I hate saying that, but it's it's what I experience. And we've drank a lot of coffee from a lot of coffee roasters over. Uh, well, I've been drinking coffee or coffee roasters for years now, but I feel like we've probably drank more from coffee roasters in the past year than most people <laughs> do yeah. in their life. Right? Yes. So. It almost feels like you're, we're kind of seeing the range of different things and this is on the bottom of the bell curve for me. Yeah. I also gave a D minus. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I would have got a better latte at Starbucks. I would have got a better Americano at Starbucks. We've had really good Americanos at places that don't say that they're roasters. I really had no evidence today that we were even in a roaster. Yeah, fair enough. Were there bags of beans? I don't know. <laughs> there, there yeah. was, there was there, some stuff. What there, you're not? Most well, that was of the another thing. I didn't featuring beans from Hawaii that or was another, Guatemala. That was or, another thing I didn't ha- like. Where are the? Where are these awesome beans that you're supposedly roasting from? Maybe they're coming. Maybe they're not coming from some of the places where we've we went to Mongo's. They had the guatemalan roast that was amazing they had jamaican blue mountain that they were like come back and try this we don't always have it yeah we went to bean and bean where we had hawaiian coffee that tasted like flowers yep and then i'm drinking a latte that tastes like burnt milk and almond syrup like what it's not the same it's just that's the reality d minus well that was another point that you just reminded me of enough is because i didn't get sick from it well yeah (laughs) But they had another thing that's kind of a pet peeve of mine at coffee roasters where the, they had, I think, a few different coffee brewing devices. I, one looked like an AeroPress. I'm not sure. Maybe a French press or something. But that really, for some reason, irks me when they have gear that you can't get them to use at their place because they're just kind of selling it to be fancy. And it, it, it feels weird to me when I see that because... I'll be like, oh, there's a Chemex right there. There's a pour over vessel right there. Can you use it? Like, that's why it bothers me. (laughs) We have now officially named for the podcast a UCO, an unidentified coffee object. Yeah. So, yeah, you'll you'll probably see. Not a UFO. We'll start start doing that next week as as we explore places (laughs) and we talk about pictures we see online because sometimes I I see something and I say, what is that brewing vessel? It's an unidentified whatever we'll call it whatever UCO. we call it. Yeah. remember the one we saw at the coffee roaster that we're going to in philly what was it called and we're like what is this we were looking it up it was a it was a roasting or a brewing vessel of some sort no it was the type of pour over that they do they called it something really specific and you were really interested we saw it on the menu i remember being shocked and surprised so stay tuned stay tuned to find we out have more. A, U- <laughs> a uco in our future yeah for sure <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that leads us to the final category, food. Which do you, well? Let I me would go s- quick. Okay, go quick. Because I've you never done this before, but I'm xing out the food category for me because I did not eat any food. I did not want any food, and you ordered a bagel. I did not even taste your bagel. I was just not interested, and I was not hungry at all. So I think I'm gonna exit out. And just kind of consider a little bit in my final grade that there was nothing really appealing to me there. But they had food. That's really interesting because I did get the bagel and they had a lot else it looked like. But I even said, because normally we get two or three things when we're at a coffee roaster, we'll say, well, let's try maybe an avocado toast. Let's try a muffin. Let's try a bagel. Let's try a scone to try to get an idea of the quality of the food there. But I was sort of a a step deeper in where I was willing to try the bagel and I was thinking of getting a scone or a muffin before we left to get that further perspective. But 
for exactly the reasons you just said why you didn't get anything, that's why I didn't go to get the scone or, or, or the muffin or whatever else I was maybe pondering because I just felt like, yeah, I just want to go. Having said all of that, I thought the bagel was actually pretty good. It was a pretty decent bagel, honestly. Wow. But it really kind of bothered me. Again, I don't know if this is service or food, but they didn't ask if I wanted it toasted, which is that's always weird to me when they just assume and automatically toast a bagel. But it actually was the right move uh, to get it toasted. So all of that said, it was definitely an above average bagel. It wasn't an outstanding bagel, but it was an above average bagel. And they had a lot of other options there, certainly. So it's kind of hard for me to say because I didn't try the other stuff. But And a lot of it looked pre-made, I think. They had sandwiches and those sorts of things already pre-wrapped, which is good to have as an option at a coffee shop or a coffee roaster. But it's... I don't think it's as good as if something is made order uh, fresh to go, uh, fresh to order, whatever. So I'm going to go B minus for food because they, they do have a lot of options, certainly. And the option I had was above average. But for the reasons you said as well, I wasn't really tempted to get anything else. And we say that that matters. I mean, how many places have we gone to where we can't decide narrowing down what we want to get because we're thinking we can't eat 6,000 calories for breakfast and try a bite of every one of these things, but we want to. And that matters to me in the food category. So I think that's probably by far the best feature of this coffee roaster is the the food aspect. But that's really my assessment for food overall for those reasons. Yeah. And I'm going to take your assessment of the bagel into consideration a little bit. I'm going to take into consideration a little bit the fact that nothing tempted me enough to even eat. If I was going to give a grade because of all that, I'd probably do, I don't know, C minus, D plus, but I feel like it's a little unfair to grade since I yeah. didn't eat anything. So That's I'm fair. going to exit out. Yeah, I, I think you're right. You you should t- take into account that I had food and it was pretty good, but exactly why I said I didn't get more is the reason why you didn't get any, which I think in your case matters a lot. And we decided early on when we were doing the podcast that if there is food available and we decide not to eat it, we will not grade that. Yeah, if there se. is no if there's no food available at all, we normally do grade the fact that there is no food. Right. Because right? it's not fair to the so, places that are working to provide food. <laughs> right. So that's kind of going forward how we'll deal with these situations. Most of the time I do eat food. This was just a very weird situation. Yeah. So I'm going to X out that category. All right. Well, that leads us to the final tally. So you want to go through, reread our, our grades? Absolutely. So we can come up with the final consensus, maybe? Yes. Okay. What do we got? So for atmosphere and ambiance, Joe gave a C minus. I gave a D. For service, Joe gave a D minus. I also gave a D minus. For coffee, we both gave D minuses as well. For food, Joe gave a B minus and I X'd out the category. I know my grade. I know mine as well. (laughs) Nice and easy. It's so funny. Some days we go to a place (laughs) and you go through that list of our letter grades and I just start going, oh, Uh, uh, I just start making noises because I'm torn between two grades. But yeah, I think I know my my final letter grade for this one. I know mine as well. Three, two, one grade. Let's do it. Three, Three, two, two. One, one D, D for Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> D minus for Dunkin' minus any kind of atmosphere and ambiance or something. So I think that's really telling that we're so close. And I think really the difference is the fact that I had a better food experience than you. Right. I think we're pretty much on the same page with everything else. Yeah. Which leads to the challenge of what do we give as an overall podcast grade? 
honestly, it's really hard for me. We talk about this sometimes when we're trying to decide in cases where we have split grades, what the final letter grade should be, what are really the factors that tip us one way or the other. And sometimes I feel very strongly and sometimes I don't in terms of, oh, I think we should round up or round down. In this case, it's particularly challenging to me because I think it should be rounded up to D because of the food, but I also think it should be rounded down to D minus because of the coffee. And we always say the coffee is the most important, but the food was better than the coffee is different from the final letter grade. Does that all make sense? My my yes. kind of inner machinations? No, I'm going to add to that a little bit. I think that today's experience on this day, this moment, this version of Hampton Coffee was a D minus day to me. But if I look at other times that I've been to Hampton Coffee, I would say, okay, D might be more appropriate. So should we factor in the fact that we have a little bit of experience in the other locations and we haven't had terrible experience in, in those locations? In some cases, I've had good experiences. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I work in a location where I am equal distance between a Starbucks and equal distance between a Hampton Coffee. And after my experience today... I will go to the Starbucks. Yeah, but the one if is the one by you better than the Starbucks? I think it's even. <laughs> and I'll go with Starbucks the consistency of I can do pickup, I can yeah. Uh that's too bad. It's too bad. <laughs> it is is it is actually too bad and I feel I don't enjoy this actually. I feel kind of upset that <laughs> then, then why are you why are you cackling whenever you lean back from the mic when i'm talking what's because that about i feel terrible <laughs> why I, why, why are you going ha, 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 and, and rubbing your <laughs> hands anyone together imagine me doing that <laughs> <laughs> i i'm gonna petition to round up for actually the i don't know if the same reasons or the opposite reasons but because i have had good experiences other uh in uh, other places with their coffee and again i think the when we say that our sort of grading system, we try to be objective with it, but it is inherently subjective because it is our experience and our expectations. I feel as if I can't ignore the fact that I have had good coffee of theirs. So again, we do try to avoid that, I think, in general. And I, I think you can't do that to an extreme. Like it would be egregious of me to say, well, I think it's a, it's B, it's above average because the other ones are above average. I think that would not be fair. But I think... Again, rounding up for those reasons sort of makes sense to me. So I don't know where you're at with that. I can handle that because I have had good experiences in the past, especially in the summer when I can sit outside at their locations and they yeah. normally have outdoor seating and there's a lot of locations. It's a nice alternative where you can get a different feel than, you know, your Starbucks or something like that. So I, I can see a D. I can live with a D. Come on. Think about the graffiti art outside. True. Round up for the graffiti And the sounds art. of the waves and the smell of the salt. Come on. All right. Let's do the D. Come on. D it is. D it is. D for Hampton Coffee uh, by A-Grade Podcast. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, uh, I, 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 again, I think the other locations are, are, I've had better experiences there. So I have too. Maybe check them out for those reasons, uh, right? Because the, every location is obviously not going to be the same. But yeah, that's everything I have to say about that. Me too. Thank you guys for coming along on this adventure with us. It was an adventure. It was an adventure, yeah. It started with left-hand coffee, ended with Hampton coffee, and yep, a really wonderful A-grade hike at Hither Hills Park. 
I don't know if it was an A-grade hike, but I had an A-grade time on that hike. That is true. That is a good distinction. Yeah. I think it was like a D-plus no, it was probably an F trail because it wasn't marked. It wasn't marked. Okay, I take back everything I said. I, <laughs> I'm yeah. just you're 50 confusing. minutes into a podcast. Yeah. And you're confusing, confusing having a good time yes. with whether or not the trail was I good. I had an A grade time with you, but the yes. trail was not A grade. Fair enough. But I do really, really recommend Hither Hill State Park. No, if it's you- terrible. Don't go there. You always hate when I recommend parks because no, they will get yeah. very crowded. Why are you recommending <laughs> these secret places that we love? Don't do that. There are dunes. There's a secret pond. You have the ocean. She's Sometimes lying. people see seals. Nope. Not true. I would say, Fake news. I would say check out Hampton Coffee. Check out Left Hand Coffee because it looks really cool, even yeah. though we couldn't go. Yeah. And take that coffee to Hither Hills Park or the Montauk Lighthouse. There's so much to do out here. It's yeah, really, it's really, really cool. a great town. So I support the town. I support the businesses out there. So that's it. That's what I got. You heard it here. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here. Well, anyways. uh, Have you been to Hampton Coffee? Anybody out there? I'd be curious to hear some people's thoughts. Oh, I know people. I know people love it. Yeah. Disagree. I I mean, take what we say with the grain of salty coffee, because I think uh, lots of people love it or there wouldn't be salty sandy coffee. Yeah, there wouldn't be so many locations. So uh, maybe we're They're doing maybe something we're, right. Yeah, maybe we're, we're crazy. That is entirely possible that I am crazy. And very likely. Yeah, increasingly. It feels <laughs> like that every uh, episode that goes by. Yes. Speaking of episodes, yeah, thank you guys for joining us. If you're a new listener, hope you had a good time. If you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, you can get behind the scenes photos of these locations, including this one. Uh, sometimes videos. We have some good videos that we sometimes post. The full scorecard. We have a report card where we kind of chronicle all of the places that we've been to and give a little bit more detail, obviously including our letter grades, but also whether or not uh, there's different vibes to these places in terms of takeout, chilling with friends, whatever. That's all listed there on patreon.com. So it's patreon.com slash a grade podcast, or there should be a link right there in the description. And I have one more thing to say. Yes. I want to give a congratulations to two of our favorite breweries who are both in the process of celebrating their one year anniversary. Po' Boy Brewing celebrated oh, yeah. their anniversary party today, which well, that was, was rescheduled. That was 10 year anniversary, wasn't it? Yes. Po' Boy? Yeah, yeah Po' Boy is 10 year. I'm sorry. Yeah. And Peconic is celebrating their one year anniversary very soon, which is another brewery that we love. And Uber Geek even has an anniversary party coming up relatively soon. So. Congratulations to Poboy, Peconic, specifically like this weekend, I'm seeing some anniversary parties out there on social media and I just wanted to give a nice shout out. Yeah, those are all really great breweries in uh, very different ways, I think. They're very unique, right? Yes. And I'm yeah. sorry, I made the mistake with Poboy. I meant 10 year for Poboy yeah. and one year for Peconic. And I think next week we'll probably be back with a brewery. I kind of want to do a brewery episode. Yeah, it's time. We're it, ready for some brews. It's tricky. There's so many. We were talking about this earlier in the week. There's so many more breweries around than there are coffee roasters at least in our area so yeah no shortage there and yeah we'll probably do one more uh, maybe two more episodes before philly oh i think one more episode before philly philly's coming philly's coming philly's coming i'm really excited if you have any more recommendations let us know we're super excited to head off to philly yeah well you can dm us on instagram uh just search for a great podcast and people do so (laughs) if you have suggestions let us know we have a nice list of recommendations yeah Well, until next time, I guess, thanks again. Stay safe out there. Stay warm. Still kind of chilly. Still wintry. And uh, drink well. 
and we hope to see you next time. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye.